Welcome to the Heroic Hour, the podcast where we discuss and bring together technology, leadership, and culture to help get you fired up and mission ready for the great life. I'm your host, Nicholas McGill, Chief Experience Officer for Heroic Media. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode 16. We've got a great show planned for you today, and if you like what you hear, uh, please do me the favor and do me a solid and give us a review on iTunes or Google Play or however you prefer to listen to the Heroic Hour. Oh, and uh, don't worry about taking notes or capturing the information because now you can sign up for our mailing list and receive the bullet points and action items in a simple, easy to understand way um, just by getting on our mailing list. More on that over at getheroic.com. That's www.getheroic.com. We spell heroic with a K as in kick-ass because that's our tribe, our brand, and our own little corner of the web. Okay? All right, moving on. So in terms of the software and apps uh, and all the things that we use in our digital lifestyles, you live and operate in this flooded market that's just crammed with options and and uh, uh, different choices to make. And there's so many apps and so many tools to um, choose from, right? But when you think about it, how many apps are floating around on your phone, on your tablet, or your laptop right now that you regularly neglect or ignore or only keep on there because you're hoping that someday maybe you'll use them and make them worth it? that you'll use them to their full potential instead of, you know, being realistic and admitting that, uh, look, you blew some money, you made some bad investments and you've got a few vampire subscription services that are haunting your digital lifestyle right now. We got to be real about this because, you know, in all honesty, who hasn't spent a fortune here or there on various subscriptions, apps, platforms, and that have all gone underutilized or failed to live up to that advertised hype and those those outcomes and benefits that they um, so commercially promise so often. The reality is that people don't really have a good strategy when it comes to figuring out how to decide on which apps and software you're going to use on an everyday basis. We all have an app habit that we carry with us every day on all these devices we use. And that's what we're going to cover today. And I'm going to give you some recommendations uh, for tools, techniques, and, and some guiding principles to help you get started with a better everyday carry app habit. So you can use these to be more effective and, and use them to get mission ready for life and work. All right, sound great? Let's get started. So software, it's the paper, the workspace, the desk, the medium of communications of our day. But here's the big nugget I, I want you to try and, and chew on and wrap your head around as we discuss it. There is this, this lens that, that I use to frame um, the discussion of digital strategy for high performers. And, and it kind of goes something like this. Uh, all of the apps and platforms that you use, all of these tools that make up the soft infrastructure of your life and business should work 
not only to increase your bottom line, but also preserve the flow of your digital lifestyle and your work habit without inhibiting your mobility as things change. This is the premise we're going to be working with as, as we talk more about this. So I want you to think about that. The software you use should not only fatten that bottom line of yours, but also preserve the flow and capabilities, the value of your digital lifestyle, and your work habit. Those are the minimum requirements. That's, that's our baseline. That's what we're trying to work, work from. And because this is the digital age, and change and volatility are the status quo, the default. Change and volatility are as calm as the water may ever get. So you need to make decisions that keep you nimble, nimble and adapt, you know, adaptable to ride the waves and preserve your flow as you move from place to place, as these changes happen, as you go from device to device, platform to platform, ecosystem, and so on, because things are going to evolve and change quickly. And, and this is what we at, at Heroic Media believe. This is what I personally believe, and it's how I practice. I start from that baseline. Now, most people and companies lose big dollars, big, big, big dollars on bad investments on software platforms in the short and long term. They lose a lot, all because they didn't analyze things or look for how well a solution preserved their ability to move, flow, migrate, and grow quickly in the face of change without hindrance or heavy expense. This is critical to get you mission ready for the great life, right? This flow state we're referring to is part of this, a larger methodology that we use and a larger platform that we teach and integrate with our clients on their projects, um, in their digital strategy and in growth initiatives. And I'm sharing it with you just to hand you down this, this important vital life skill, um, and it's, this is obviously a huge topic, and I could probably and probably will write a book or a guide about it in the future, but I want to be respectful of your time uh, and, and honor you by giving you the medius MVP starting point of the everyday carry uh, area for the softer side of your digital lifestyle. So we're going to focus on the most important part, the thing that's going to give you the most impact, or most of you, the, the, the biggest impact, and it's the starting point, the everyday carry area where, where we all share this in common. I said before, we all have an app habit. We all carry, you know, an everyday app habit on the devices we use. And a good approach to this everyday carry, this EDC, is it starts by focusing on selecting and using tools that preserve and free up time, energy, and attention. Because when you, you find ways to free up time, energy, and attention, or your T as we call it, you increase your available resources that you can apply to new initiatives like growing your business or having more free time to spend with family and loved ones. So this is our starting point of entry. Uh, for every heroic project that we do, no matter what, the first thing that we do on every project is we look to create room for growth. You're going to hear me say this over and over and over again because it's true and it is very important. The first step is always making room for growth. You need to clear a workspace, a construction area, so that you, you have a place to begin and you have enough room to begin. And at the software level, this really means taking a closer look at, at the decisions, the strategies, and indeed the very apps you're choosing to use and buy into on an everyday basis. So in terms of apps and your everyday carry, there are a few insights and observations uh, that I've noticed where most people are wasting their, their, their space, their time, their energy, their attention 
And uh, I have a huge background in this. I was an IT consultant for a decade, and I work on huge transformative uh, digital uh, uh, projects and huge media projects. So this is what I've noticed about most people. You know, most people use their email inbox as their homepage or primary workspace. And so if you live in email, the odds are you're constantly juggling urgent but un unimportant distractions. And in between, you're also trying to manage projects and, and you're slinging iterations of documents back and forth. And to me, this is like trying to have a 20-person meeting uh, in the middle of an open-air market with a bunch of strangers and friends and clients walking up to you and asking you questions the entire time. This is a stupid habit. That's a horrible way to have a meeting. It's a horrible way to practice. Further, you know, email isn't the only, you know, it, it is not only a bad place to make your digital base camp there and plant your flag there as the default uh, starting spot. It's also a horrible place for you to manage your projects or, or have for focused communications and collaboration unless you've imposed very strict order. So this is where most people get it wrong. They start by living in their inbox as their primary workspace. That's a bad spot. The second observation is that if your inbox is that, that first thing that you open uh, when you turn on your computer and you get fired up and you're going into your flow, you're setting yourself up for failure because this is a recipe for disaster. Now, it's not as bad as starting off with, say, Facebook or Twitter or Pinterest or something like that, but it's still a productivity killer nonetheless. Now, some people may call me an extremist, but you know, if you want to outpace the competition and outperform the competition, you'll need to outperform them by using better work habits. So if we were to take all of this, those two observations, just where do we start? What is our homepage? Right? And what do you start when you open up, up your computer or your phone? What do you fire up? If you were to make two small tweaks, one or two small tweaks to your everyday work habit that would have the maximum impact, you, you probably should consider how you're starting and choose to start with a better beginning. Choose a better base camp. Identify a better starting point or HQ for your digital lifestyle and to kick off your work habit. And just by looking at how you start your everyday app habit, that EDC, that everyday carry, those, those behaviors you carry with you, you can become more aware and increase your productivity and performance just by increasing your awareness. And you can increase your performance to remarkable levels. And, and if you actually do implement the changes of relocating to a better homepage or a better base camp or HQ to kick off your work habit that actually helps you focus on the most important and meaningful work that you have, you can suddenly have more breakthrough moments and faster workflows. And here's how. And I'm going to go through a few steps with specific recommendations that can improve your everyday work habit. Okay, number one, you got to use a better browser. I use Chrome as my primary browser, as many people do. I know this might sound like a duh um, tip for many of you, but don't worry, I'm going to take it a step deeper. The, the cool thing about this browser, uh, Google Chrome's browser, is that it has a huge ecosystem of wonderful extensions that can help you improve your performance and your starting point. And so now I'm going to talk to you about a few of those extensions that really give you a better starting point every time you fire up that browser, which is where so many of us start, right? First, there's this little extension called Momentum. And what this extension does is it will replace every new tab you open with a beautiful background, a tiny inspiring quote, and most importantly, 
a huge empty space with a blinking cursor for you to type in and declare a singular thing to focus on for that day. And there's also a small little to-do list uh, um, box in the bottom right corner when you fire it up. But, but this little extension is so great because it gives you a place, a way to kick off your work habit with focus, with focused attention and declaring what your intention is and what you want to accomplish. And so every time just before you go to open Facebook or a Distractionville flavor of the minute tab, you will be reminded of your priorities, your to-dos, and you're you're just more prone to get them done. You'll guilt you'll you, you will guilt yourself into getting more things done. And this is a simple tiny extension, all from starting with a better browser, right? Another extension for you multi-tab rock stars out there, and this is I also use this one, is Infinity Tabs. And this allows you to to kind of create a, a web OS look to um, all of your favorite places and tools on the web. And it's a better starting point, certainly, than your inbox. And this is this is really good if you open a bunch of tabs at any one time, like me. Um, people are blown away at how many tabs I often have open on my computers. Um, now, in a, in a little third extension that I like to recommend is, if you're not already using this, uh, is uBlock Origin, which is an ad blocker which can cut down on the distractions that you're seeing when you're browsing the content. Um, and it helps you focus on the content you actually clicked for and the reason you, you wanted to be on that content in the first place. I think a lot of us are very familiar with getting baited into articles and content that are just, um, they're just absolutely ad laden, ad on top of ad on top of ad and on top of ad. uBlock Origin, the Chrome extension, will help you cut down on this in a major way. And this way you can get in, see the great content, read what's there, take what you can, take what you need to, and then get out. So those are all, these are some of the benefits of just using a better browser, kicking off with a nice extension that can help you cut down on the noise and focus on uh, declaring a focus and, and honoring that um, in your daily habit. All right, you know, uh, here's the second big area um, is, is, you know, don't make your homepage your inbox. Don't make your homepage your inbox. Even if, you, if you're like me and you use Google Apps, don't make your homepage your inbox. Don't make that the first tab that you open. Don't make that the first window that you open when you fire up your computer. I know it's habit for most people, and I'm telling you, this is what distracts and screws most people over. From It prevents you from focusing on uh, your most important goals and your most meaningful work. So by you know, if you can discipline yourself to place boundaries on your time, energy, and attention and enforce those boundaries, you can do better, right? You, you can improve your own performance. So what should you focus on and where do you look to find out what you should focus on, right? Is it a task list? Is it a project app? What is it? Start there. That's where you should start is knowing where to go where you declared your focus is. You know, that might be a momentum tab. That might be be a to-do list project. It might be a document. Um, and, and it might be another program. It might be something else entirely. But here's what I use most often to kick off my workflows, right? I might start in Trello. Trello is a great visual to-do system based on the, the Kanban system of productivity. But they've got an app on every platform. And, and this is why I use this over anything else. It's, it's visual, it's persistent, and interactive. And I'm a neuroscience junkie, and I know that there's a spatial and tactile relationship between your tasks and goals as you move the cards around from to-do to 
done, right? So because you actually are kind of physically moving cards around on Trello from, oh, I got this task is now moving from to do to doing to done, it actually creates a stronger, more meaningful feedback loop for your brain and gives you a stronger physical sense of momentum and achievement that is better than and more fulfilling than just checking off or crossing out an item on a to-do list. This is why so many to-do lists frankly suck. This is why your habits on to-do list apps, no matter how many of them you buy or download, it's why they suck and they fail. They're not really designed to create a strong relationship or feedback loop with your brain to get you excited and, and to get you hooked on performing on them. It, they require a higher degree of, of discipline. There's nothing wrong with that. There's a lot of great apps out there, but I'm trying to make it easier to build better habits. I want to make it as easy as possible. Now, another app that I start in um, is MindMeister. And this, I know that sounds like uh, a character from a um, Christmas special, a uh, clay animation special in the 40s or something. But uh, what MindMeister actually does, it's an amazing app. It allows you to map out in detail all of your thoughts and connect them and organize them. And this is super important and very great for nonlinear ADHD thinkers like myself because they've got a great app that integrates with the G Suite or Google Apps, as it used to be called. And you can share and map um, map out your thoughts and ideas and strategies to figure to map them out. You can start from goals to strategies to tactics to tasks before you create the tasks in Trello. Most people don't take the time to map out their thoughts and actually form a strategy. And when they don't do that, when you don't do that, it leads to quick and stupid decisions that take years, years to course correct. Don't be one of them. I'm the type of guy who gets hired to clean up the messes from stupid and fast, bad decisions. Map it out. Have a strategy. Think it through. Just like they say, hire fast uh, or fire fast, hire slow. Same thing is true with apps, right? Be slow to, to onboard the apps, but be quick to get rid of the ones that don't serve you. Now, the third place I like to live and kick off my day or a third tab that I have open right when I start off my day, of course, is Google Drive, right? I use the G Suite. We use the G Suite with many of our clients. That's Docs, Google Docs, Sheets, and Slides. Y you know, you know, this is where all the work is. This is where all the work gets done. If you're still using Microsoft Outlook in Office, you're spending an awfully lot amount, a huge amount of money for a product that honestly, in my opinion, you know, it underperforms and hinders your flow of your digital lifestyle. And I can prove it. Because, you know, I was an IT consultant for a decade, as I mentioned, but I can prove it in a sentence. If, if you have to have a meeting to figure out if you can quick, you know, if you can switch your office to all of your everyday apps, if you need to switch your, have a discussion or a meeting just to discuss if you can convert to a Mac, you got a problem. You're, you're already hindered and locked down by some of the app decisions you're carrying on an everyday basis. This doesn't work in the 21st century. Even the OS, the operating system you're bouncing on, there are more out there. You need to be able to flow uninhibited without worrying about, you know, is it going to work on platform X or platform Y? You need to preserve the flow of your digital lifestyle and your work habit. All right. The last item here is, you know, if all else fails, if you don't want to do any of these, at the very least, I don't care what which app you use to do this, um, Focus on kicking off your day with your calendar and at least blocking out your time. If, if you started the day by winging it, 
and you, you, you kind of feel like your day is lost, at least take the time right now or right then in that moment and set yourself up uh, for success tomorrow by blocking out your day tomorrow. Now, we use Google Calendar um, and, there, and, and it integrates with anything, but you can use others. I like anything that crosses just about any platform I may come into contact with. That is the goal, is to preserve that flow. All right, here's another biggie. You know, don't collaborate or project manage via email, right? This is where everybody gets stuck. They, they end up collaborating with people, uh, you know, like collaborating on a document by volleying versions back and forth via email, which is incredibly time consuming and often leads to mistakes, lost time, somebody misses it, doesn't read it. It, it just, and, and of course it creates version confusion, right? Email is so 20th century in general. I think it's important. I think it's going to stick around for a while. But when it comes to collaborating and managing project, you know, any type of project, it's time to join the 21st century. There are many collaborative platforms that provide a more focused work environment without the distractions. So for, you know, as a specific example, we use Slack. And we've been using Slack since before it was cool, since before they had Super Bowl commercials and it became the flashy enterprise thing to do. It's great. Um, and Slack is basically a focus team collaboration app with lots of channels that you can make private or share with your entire team. But they allow you to have focused discussion based maybe on department like marketing or, or goals and strategy. You can create rooms to have strategic discussion where everything is preserved it's searchable you can invite new team members in they can catch up and everything is a focused environment without all of the the noisy distractions of other people ringing your doorbell and trying to bug you about competing priorities and things like that this puts you back in charge of your regular everyday carry your everyday work habit and your app habit that's why it's so important that you, you find one. I mean, you might like the CRM that you use. I suppose that might be a good place to live if you're using like Basecamp or something like that. But uh, the point is to choose something that is an email. Get out of that Outlook habit. It's killing you. It's killing the business. All right. And, and kind of the fourth big nugget or theme here is to avoid the big, bold, overbuilt, overpriced enterprise platform, right? Here's the filter. If it started as an excellent product for the prosumer, it's probably leaner, meaner, and cheaper and more effective than the big, slow, bulky enterprise solution. Slack is just the latest example of that, that it was more consumer-focused in its design um, and that it's, it's, it's scalable in reverse, right? It works for one and it works for many. Many of the enterprise uh, um, platforms that are out there, the software as a service, they're overbuilt, um, and underutilized, and they're just incredibly clunky, and you shouldn't overpay for other things that don't scale well down all the way to the individual level. If, if, it, if it, at the individual level, if it sucks, and you know what I mean by sucks, if the experience using it as a regular product um, on a daily basis, if it sucks, why would you inflict that on your team? What makes that a good decision? How does that enable their high performance? You got to think these decisions through. And you need to care about that user experience. You have to care. You wouldn't, you know, if you ran a construction company, you wouldn't give everybody broken hammers or, or you know, bent nails to work with, would you? Then why the hell do you use crappy software, right? And then, so, you know, speaking of the, the, the bigger versions of these, these uh, typical software titles, 
Um, I'll give you another example that will also give you another pragmatic alternative as well. Another area where we tend to spend a lot of money that that kind of accentuates these overbuilt solutions is when it comes to creating visuals and, and you know, you want to get away from the big, va- bad vampires of services that are slow to adopt, that, that create low value and that are aimed at the enterprise, um, you know, think of Adobe, right? No offense, Adobe, but you guys fought piracy by raising your prices and making everybody subscribe. That kind of sucked. Um, it's thousands of dollars per year to have the Adobe suite. It's very expensive. And most people don't use many of the uh, many of the features in, in, say, Photoshop, for example, or Illustrator. They're using only a few features. And so, you know, the, the value ratio of what they get out of it is, is strongly inhibited. Now, as an alternative, you can get something leaner, meaner, and better, like the award-winning software that only costs 50 bucks. It's called Affinity Photo. It's amazing. They also have Affinity Design, and this is for both Mac and PC, and it, they're only 50 bucks a piece. And they, compl- they are very robust and full-featured alternatives to Adobe, the Adobe Creative Suite. Right? There are plenty of alternatives out there. And the other thing that's important about Affinity um, in that case is that along with Affinity, they also have a full library of video videos, like bite-sized videos that show you just-in-time ways to use specific features as you need them. So you can get to work now, learn the features as you go on the real work you're working with without having to sit in, in a three-hour-long classroom session or buying some courseware that you're never going to use or pay attention to on the web. And I know this because I... I see the retention models in the courseware and how many people really learn from that versus how many people actually get shit done, right? So Affinity is a great alternative to big, bulky enterprise software. And there's other examples of this depending on what your use case is. Now, this isn't to say all enterprise-level solutions are bad, but having worked in the space for almost two decades, I can confidently say that most of them are designed with glut. With, with so much, you know, so much that locks you in and features you never fully utilize or fully implement because of other conflicts throughout the, the, uh, the office systems that you use. And the engagement suffers and it creates a performance drag on the entire company and the bottom line. And it's not tracked, it's not measured, it's not some, you know, it's not some KPI that you're going to spot easily. You have to be smart and look for it. I'm like the only outsider out here or, or Maverick who doesn't have a dog in that race so I can look out for my clients and their growth because I don't resell uh, big, bad enterprise software. I'll tell you how it really is and how it truly affects um, performance inside the organization, even at scale. So that's important to, to uh, look at as you're navigating your everyday carry software habits. So a quick recap, right? Focus on deciding your everyday carry software based on what truly moves the needle forward while preserving the flow of your digital lifestyle and work habits, right? Transform your your EDC, your everyday carry, simply by straightening out your starting point. You can change your homepage or or your, your base camp and try something new. Try some of the everyday carry apps and tools that I've already mentioned in this episode. The most important area to get right is, is where you start. That digital base camp, that first homepage, that tab that you open when you fire up your computer, the primary window, whatever you leave open, that's, that's what you want to fix. Get that right, and, and you can unlock a lot of performance and productivity. So take the time. Start right now and think about the app habit that makes up your everyday carry. 
What would you like to change or improve? What are you willing to try? This might drum up a lot of fear and excitement, and it might cause you to hesitate. But my advice, get heroic. Lean into the excitement. Try some of these tools and change your everyday app habits to, to open yourself up to more opportunities, better performance, and all-around growth. Anyway, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for listening, and be sure to give me a, a review on iTunes if, if you can spare the time to do that. I'd really appreciate that. But for now, it's time to rev up for that last push to pick your energy back up and get out of your head, get back in the moment. I want you to dance. I want you to move. I want you to wiggle. I want you to sing. I want you to hum along, jam out, play a little air guitar, get excited, do something, and and then come back and join me on the next episode. All right, let's go. Okay, welcome to the Hidden Track After Party for this episode of the Heroic Hour podcast. And this Hidden Track tip today is more of a paper practice challenge. So what I'd like you to do is to take some time to whip out your notes app on your phone or Google Docs uh, in an open tab somewhere and think about these five everyday app areas of your digital lifestyle. Think about the apps you use to browse, communicate, collaborate, strategize, and create. Those are the five areas. And then ask yourself, what works about the apps you're using to fulfill those areas of, of your digital lifestyle? And what doesn't work about them? Uh, and just draw your awareness to that. Answer that. And, and to, to make it a little bit more real for you, to make this a challenge, to make it worth it for you, if you're up for it, send me an email. You can email me personally, nicholas at getheroic.com. That's N-I-C-H-O-L-A-S at G-E-T. H-E-R-O-I-K dot com. And throw in a subject line, episode 16, Hidden Tracks uh, Challenge, and I'll review it and give you some personal recommendations as long as my uh, uh, schedule allows. Um, and take the time to do this. Only one in a hundred of you are going to take the time to even email me. So tell me a little bit, bit about what you do and what you're trying to achieve. And then tell me a little bit about your digital lifestyle in those five areas. And I might be able to throw you some good recommendations that will lead to some improvements and some growth in your life, in your work, to help you get mission ready. And I can do that simply because so few people take advantage of opportunities that are just handed to them. And this is one of them. This is an easy one. So I, I love to reach out. Please connect with me. In the meantime, you know, enjoy this last sprint and this last jam session all the way to the finish. Bring it in, guys. <laughs>